Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 192. We're going to talk about the Super Wild Card NFL weekend that we had. God, those games were great. How about my Buffalo Bills, the team of my youth? Going to talk about the divisional rounds coming up and have our picks against the spread. Nobody has the guts to do that, but we do. We're powered by Bet Online with NFL playoffs here. NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. And with additional odds, lines, and information, both on your desktop and on your phone, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime at betonline.ag. Check it out. Head there today and get into the action. See all the updated odds. Remember, use the promo code BLEAV. If you've never joined, Join now. B-L-E-A-V is the promo code, and you'll get a 50% sign-up bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. Put down 500, they'll give you 250. Pretty cool. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it. In three, two, and one. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. Is this our first podcast of the new millennium the new, yes. the new year wow Our first podcast you. of 2024 or some people still say for some reason 2024 it's hard to do that it, you really got to be bad if you say that but right because 2024 is easy yeah once 2020 came around i thought everyone else would come around and stop seeing the un thing 2000 un it never worked with commissioner with the commissioner uh, and commissioner stern in the nba well, could all the way through. Oh. It could be worse. You could be giggling like Jimmy Fallon the whole interview or stuttering like Anderson Cooper. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with stuttering, but I just don't right. think you could be on 60 Minutes or CNN sitting down with world <laughs> leaders and, and pause and stutter the whole interview or giggle. Uh, you got to go see Jimmy B. Turn me on to this. You got to go download the Fallon interview with Bradley Cooper. It is the worst it is the worst 10 minutes in the history of television. Oh, why? Why? Other than other than Skip Bayless trying to reset coming out of a break with no hot, hot blonde moderator. And that is true. There should be a hot, hot blonde moderator because they're all over the place. And they used to have that with Skip. They don't anymore. Oh, but Fallon and Bradley Cooper, I watched Maestro and wanted to see it and went on the DVR to watch it. And all, all Fallon did was giggle. And laugh and giggle and do you do the hand thing? It was so bad. And I, I, uh, was- I have a place in my heart for Jimmy Fallon because, as you know, I had a a celebrity hangout. I, I didn't open it up to Van Gogh's ear. Van Gogh's ear in Venice, and he used to hang out there all the time. And he talks about it on his television show, and I love it. And so, uh, so I'm biased when it comes to Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy and very talented when he's oh my god, and he, right? And he has a lot of the same obsessions of obviously. Just like me, when no one was home, he played rock star in the mirror at home, and now he's doing it on TV, turned it into a, a profession, which I always think it's really cool when people can turn their, their passions into a profession, have the guts to go for it. And he's he certainly has probably overachieved. Yeah, it's a pet peeve for me because Charlie Rose got into trouble, but he was a great interviewer because he oh, did things. Yeah. He asked questions, and it's kind of the way, and not just him, but others that I frame my career as an interviewer, which I'm proud of is the interview's never about me. It's about the guest. So other than resetting, if we're on radio, not video, I always make sure that I ask the best, shortest question I can and get out and yes. let's guess, talk. But we don't see that in oh, 2024 right. as much it, it, as we used to. And people used to make fun of Larry King, but it's really what he did 
vest. He would have a gen. I remember during the first Gulf War, he'd have a general on. What happened today? Three words. What happened today? And he was so good at that. He was so good at that. He was a good listener too. He was. Uh, I should. I, I would say he was underestimated. But then again, at one time there was nobody bigger. Maybe the worst right now in America is this guy named Jesse Waters. You know, I used to be a big consumer of Fox News. Right. A little bit still because I lean to the right, but not as much anymore. And right. he's a classic example of a guy who demeans people. The entire question makes fun of the elderly, makes fun of people. Here's a guy who found a second wife on the set of Fox News. Right. <laughs> Twins with the first wife. No one wants to talk about that. So he'll make fun of someone and take a cheap shot and demean them. Then ask the question, and then when the question comes back to him, he'll continue making fun of and demeaning that person there, and that's the style there. But enough about that. I am a, I'm a positive guy because I just came back from seeing my mom and dad in Naples, Florida. Oh, both, great. Both my sisters, which is fabulous, my nephew, uh, travel trip from hell. Would you like a little piece oh, of it? Oh, yeah, sure, I sure. Stick to sports. The first 10 minutes is important. Get to your picks. Dad, get to your picks. But uh, <laughs> uh, flew from, flew. From, I don't mind saying this because I'm a lifelong Southwest Airlines. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're incredible. People are very loyal to Southwest. They had a little snafu last year, but they're, yeah, they're okay. If I wasn't on their first flight ever, I was on their 10th flight ever. I mean, I'm beginning of Southwest, right. not the Southwest credit card, but I understand why they have the name Southwest because they're terrible in the Southeast. They're all, <laughs> I, I was flying very simple. I was flying to Vegas, to Dallas, Love Field. You remember that name from the Kennedy oh, yeah. assassination, not DFW, which has airlines like Delta and they have airlines like American Airlines. Yeah, DFW is the Lakers, Love Field is the Clippers. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I decided to fly into Love Field because I have A-list status and uh, I'm a Southwest snob. Well, I had a six hour delay. Six hours delayed because the flight coming from uh, Houston. Not good for your attention span. Because yeah. I think the problem in society now is we no longer fly in the cold. We, we shouldn't fly in hurricanes. Right. We shouldn't fly in hurricanes, but I guess we don't fly in the cold in the south. So six hours waiting to see my parents on a Tuesday to get there means I lost an opportunity to have an extra dinner with them and my sister and brother-in-law. So I got in late at night, and I lose half. I lost a day. And then coming back, how does this sound? Flight canceled on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, the flight reroutes me from RSW, which is Fort Myers, to Atlanta. Atlanta to Chicago, don't change planes, Chicago okay. to Vegas, and got in at 1 in the morning, 4 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, they did not have my golf clubs, nor did I want to wait on the 40-person line to put in a report, and I got my golf clubs the next day. But on a five-day trip, a day to get there, a day to get home, but I did see my family, which leaves my heart heavy with joy. So as Tom, I guess it was a glasses half full. And a travel glass is not half empty. It was completely empty. Oh, my God. Good, because think if you had to take a horse uh, from Vegas to see your family. <laughs> and we have to always put things in perspective. So any time that our flights are delayed, there's a, you know, just enjoy the process and remember to uh, put it all in perspective. I it will never I know happen. you can't. Well, because you are the greatest transition guy ever. I'm the king you of know, oh, Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner's got nothing on you. Nothing you can, you're always 15 minutes, anytime we were doing anything in Vegas, and you you were prepared before our last, before our last um, seg segment, 
you'd be folding everything up and you'd be putting everything in your briefcase and you'd be when we would do remotes and when we when we signed off the air you were out the door and I'll that's give, you you're one step ahead i'll give you one better a lot of times if i reposition my content which means i did the content i interviewed the athlete right i, I want to play it on another platform coming out of break so i can go into a commercial and then I know I got about seven minutes outside the commercial, so I got about 11, 12, 13 minutes. If it's a big night in Vegas, wink, wink, don't want everybody to hear this, I will jump in the shower, which is in the studio, freshen up, fully showered, dressed, ready to go. So when the show ends at 11 or 10 or 7 o'clock, by 7.01, I'm in the Uber that I called at 6.54. Wow. As the show ends, goodbye, everybody, and I'm buttoned up, fresh, ready to go, and the car is waiting. That's transition, but uh, that's also risky. So oh, my God, but you're so good at it, and I think of you all the times that I fail at it. I think, oh, my God, I could have done this before. I should have been ready for this. I should have, and uh, and you're, you're excellent at it. Matter of fact, that's why I think, and I know you've been going in and out of personal trainers, and uh, you don't let yourself get too out of shape, but you can get even better shape because of your way you can organize your life. You could even do it better than I can. The way you can, uh, that, uh, do you have your? You still have your personal trainer? You're gonna go back uh, to that? He's a part-time guy, more so than now. But again, okay. yeah, uh, we don't talk health and fitness when I come off a, a full week of traveling <laughs> with mom and dad and uh, okh- a pasta night at the club. A pasta uh, uh, night well, at the club. Funny. Personal. Are you doing? Are you doing dry January? No, I I, I, I fake that. Remember, for years I you did answered that really January. fast. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did dry Januarys from January to Super Bowl week, Radio Row. Oh right, yeah. But uh, now it's too hard because I live in Vegas. It's impossible in Las Vegas. I got friends in town constantly. But you look great, by the way. I love the for those who are watching, not just listening on all our platforms. You got a little bit of growth going, and yes, I do. And I know you didn't diet like Robert Sala, but with your hair on top looking so strong, <laughs> uh, nice. your beard is looking nice and dark. Are you going to grow it out or are you just going to do? I know we're going to get to Jimmy Kimmel, but that's what Kimmel does. He has this fascinating beard that isn't a beard. It's always stubble. And I don't know how he trims it. Well, he has a private person and he has makeup oh, yeah. and stylists yeah. and all that that do it. Are you kind of growing a Jimmy Kimmel type beard? Because if it just stays at that at that height and level, it looks fabulous. No, I don't. I mean, some. I, I, first of all, I'm really not a big fan of beards, so I just like when it's short, kind of like the the Don Johnson Miami Vice yeah, '80s yeah. thing going on. I don't mind doing that one, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the. You know who started that whole beard thing was James Harden. It's all his fault. Man, the whole country grew a beard. He never shaved it. I was surprised. Harden. I know. Shaved. I thought for the brand it would have been great. Look, the brand did what? Sell sneakers in China. What the brand do? There's everybody in the NBA. The best guys make the same amount of money. It's now forty million a year. Yeah. You know, Patrick Mahomes in the NFL took it to fifty, and Rogers. But in the NBA, it's like thirty-five to forty million. If he clean shaved, Harden did that, and and shaved his head like oh oh nothing. Kobe and Michael Jordan. Denzel Washington. Yeah. He couldn't do that for a little while, and then get the beard to come back. Uh, here's why he might not have done it, and you know this is true. Who is more superstitious than anybody else on the planet? Athletes, coaches at the the highest level. The higher level you get, the more suspicious and superstitious they are. Oh, I can't shave my beard. This gives me my power type of thing. So what what are you hot on for this podcast? Because we got to get to the divisional round. Oh, I can't wait. Even teams that didn't make the wild card, like the two-seeded Bills and the Cowboys, they play during wild card weekend. So they, they confuse it and... 
we got to get the peacock because I was in Florida. Luckily, my brother-in-law, Paul, shout out to Paul, uh, big tech guy and great, great with, with his career, so successful, so proud of my sister and her husband. But he had peacock at the house. So when they didn't have it on in the clubhouse, we had to go to my brother-in-law's and watch Kansas City, Miami on Peacock because I guess the NFL, when they did the NBC deal for billions of dollars, the scoundrel said, no, 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 we're NBC. We're paying you much more than you deserve. We're going to pay you billions extra. You got to help us with the Peacock app that only goes so far with Yellowstone and some other one of our shows like Parks and Rec that I've never seen. So we want to hold the NFL hostage, their fans, and put the game on Peacock. And new episodes of Below Deck Mediterranean every Tuesday night. Not that I watch. (laughs) Below Deck, man. God, how you, they haven't found you on the penny as the penny and brought you in. I know. Benny Benny versus the penny is not on Peacock yet. Uh, but I, I, I think that the, the problem with that sometimes is when it, when you have a little streaming issues, somewhere places in the country, I, I don't here in Los Angeles as much as they might in other places where it might be a little slower in Wyoming, et cetera. So I do worry about that when, cause I want everyone to be able to see it. Also, uh, well, another game was on Peacock simulcast and that was LA, but anytime in the Los Angeles game is on, they'll put it on local TV. It's kind of a NFL rule. Yeah. But uh, I, I was surprised by the game. I still thought, no matter what, that Miami would show up more than they did. You know, Not at all. And, Not at and, all. They were, they're too injured. They're too, they, lost, uh, they lost two of the best defensive linemen. Yeah. Jaden Phillips, they lost. Yeah, uh, but Kansas City had been stumbling through the entire year. And even when they won, it was so ugly. They were kind of like a twin brother of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills have gotten better and better each week throughout the year, but they really stumbled through some ugly wins and losses earlier on in the season, as have the Kansas City Chiefs. So I just thought it would be uglier and closer, like every other Chiefs game I've been forced to watch this year. Yeah, Miami at full strength could have won that game. Miami at full strength with Tua. And, and the, at home. And the defense being at full strength. Yeah. Remember, that one drive cost Miami – the two seed, which would have been two home games in Miami. Yep, yep. And then they had to go on the road to Kansas City. You want to talk about a bad draw? That happens in sports from time to time. The ultimate bad draw was Miami in the fourth quarter in a close game. If they In the next 15 minutes, if they win, they sleep in their mansions in South Florida and they get not one but two home games or they got to go to Kansas City, which I think when it kicked off was the fifth coldest game of all time. Right. And the Ice Bowl, the Tom Coughlin, you know, face-cracking game in Green Bay. So they had no chance. And that's a shame because think of all the meetings, Tom, all the OTAs, training camp, preseason games, all the meetings that they had to come in, the treatment, all the work they did. And to know the whole season collapsed because they couldn't finish off the Bills and had to go to Kansas City. That's a bad beat. Yeah, and it's no matter what, when, you, when you're out after one game in the playoffs and you've had sometimes a great season, and, and even if you didn't stumble in the end, like the Dallas Cowboys, great season. My super- and the high expectations that, that they and their fans always have, and it's just one and done again. One and done. And it's for every team that gets to a one and done. The Eagles, too, after such a great year last year. It's they've got to be crestfallen. I mean, normally they are anyway. These are athletes who compete at the highest level, and it kills them uh, when they lose. We think all they care about is the money, but then we see them crying on the sidelines, and we make fun of them. But uh, I just think that uh, I, I feel bad for any team 
uh, you know, except when they play the Buffalo Bills. And that's going to be tough next week for the Buffalo Bills psychologically because the Kansas City Chiefs have a psychological hold on the Bills and their fans. Yeah, they do. And then Buffalo oh are in the number two seed. Hey, a shout-out to everyone in Buffalo who cleaned up that stadium because that great? Uh, Buffalo thread with my buddies text message and one of my buddies lives right near the stadium and i couldn't believe some of the video when it, when the snow was at its peak and they were begging and asking people to shovel and i don't think they get tickets to the game i think they get like i know it's an hour someone correct me at jt the brick on x or twitter let me know if i'm right or wrong but they shoveled that whole place out and it looked in the night of the game when they were supposed to play the game they had a live look there you couldn't see the goalpost. You couldn't have played a game there normally. No. And the big topic was, oh, they're getting soft, and the NFL's canceling games. And the governor of New York, she took over for Mr. Cuomo, who had some bad behavior. So she mm-hmm. took over, and people got political. She canceled the game. She's a female governor. She doesn't play football. No, they canceled the game because you couldn't broadcast the game. You couldn't see the game. You couldn't throw a football five yards without it blowing out of bounds. And then they cleared it off, and the sun came out, and the game started, and I could not Beautiful decision. In a 24- to 12-hour period, I think the Bills win at home. I think the Bills win at home over Kansas City. Kansas City hasn't played great most of the year. They played well in the Miami game, but we talked about the Miami injuries. The one year I don't pick Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I picked them the last two years in a row to win. I had to get off of it because they let us down in Kansas City. Buffalo's hot right now, and Josh Allen's running like a locomotive freight train. Isn't great? Thinks, oh, oh, my Lamar God. Jackson can run. I'll take Josh Allen because did you see the Steeler players when he started to run go, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll tackle Derrick Henry. I'll go back in the hot tub time machine and tackle Earl Campbell. I am not going near him, and I think now his momentum as a runner, I think we're going to see Josh Allen versus Baltimore unless this kid C.J. Oh. Stroud. It goes out into Oh, Baltimore. he scared me to death because I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan and I picked them one of the Super Bowl. Let's stick with Buffalo right now. And you're right. Josh Allen, halftime last week, I was texting my friends and we had a, uh, a kid on our football team who snapped the ball over the punter's head three times in a game we should have won in high school and we're all still very bitter. Sounds like So it. I texted them his name. Uh, and because I don't want to embarrass him now all these years later. And um, so I was really down on Josh Allen at halftime. And then and then he was my favorite player in football by the time the game was over uh, last week against the Dolphins. And then and he's just at times when you watch him and this is tough to do in the NFL. The, uh, the, you know, the, the last guy picked in the NFL a couple of years ago is the best quarterback. Right. So. Uh, and he's up there among the best. So these guys are all great players on that field. And sometimes he looks like the early bloomer in a Pop Warner game. Doesn't he? Yeah. It like totally the, does. Yes. When the kids, the the parents complain about, he's too big to be running the ball. <laughs> the kids, the parents complain about at Pop Warner games when 11, 12, and 13-year-old guys are playing. And there's the one guy who's Andy Reid out there bigger than everyone else. And that's Josh Allen when you watch him. But this is in the NFL. So I'm going to run the ball, and I'm going to run it to the left. Stop me. He's He's incredible. Wow. And and he's throwing the ball on a dime. Let's get those games out of the way. Sure. uh, Our picks. Buffalo minus two and a half. Remember, three is the number. Three and seven is the number. Two and a half Buffalo. I'm going to pick Buffalo to win this game outright. Uh, The weather, it's as early. 
we got several days. The line could move to Buffalo three. It could move to Kansas City two, uh, getting two instead of two and a half here. I'm going to pick Buffalo to win this game outright, 24-21. I think they win and cover the spread. Kansas City will be in it because they always are. Yep. Mahomes will run, but I just think Buffalo will probably be up by more. Kansas City will make a late push and a drive, maybe a late field goal to cut it to a certain number, not going for it. I got Buffalo winning and advancing to the AFC championship game. And it is snowing. Uh, yeah. Feats of snow. <laughs> Bad English there. It's snowing a lot right now in Buffalo. So, But hopefully it'll clear up by the weekend. So that means the running game is going to be important, and both teams can do that. So it's going to keep it close. Buffalo 20, Kansas mm-hmm. City 17. They win and cover. It's going to be a rough game. Yeah, well, the total on that game is forty-six. Yeah, as we play the Super Bowl, and, and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that just like last week, Andy Reid says, "Oh, forget the elements. Let's let's intimidate them by throwing in the first three plays, which you did not expect in Kansas City, one of the coldest games ever played." So I love when they decide, "Screw the weather, we're going to go with our game plan." Love that. I don't think Houston's one of those teams with D'Amico Ryan's the happy to be their teams. That means you get in. You win, you win a game, and you're like, wow, we did it. We Not only did we make the playoffs, and nobody had us making the playoffs. We won a game, we're happy to be there, and we're out. And that's why the spread is Baltimore. That open nine and a half, we'll play it at nine. Too much. Nine, nine, it's too much, but I think Baltimore wins the game. I am concerned about the Baltimore rust. I am, because of this theory. They didn't play the starters, most of them, the last regular season game. They had a bye week. That's two weeks. People forget the game's played, okay, the Saturday. So we're going on the third week. No one gets that. It, it's, we were off one week. We were off a full second week. So we're not playing after two weeks. No, we're playing closer to three weeks off. That's a long time not to play football. I'm sorry. So I think the rust is real for Baltimore, more so than the Niners. I got Baltimore winning but not covering the spread. I'll go Baltimore 28 21 in this game. I think Baltimore wins in advance, but they don't cover that big spread. The worry you have is real, but it's not emotional. It's factual. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Super Bowl quarterback who didn't rest in week 17, which was week 16 back then, was in 2011 and Drew Brees. So, uh, and, you know, and Lamar Jackson didn't play in, in the final game. And so there's rust. There could be rust there. And so the players always say they want the rest because it's a tough game. It's a car accident every Sunday. They want the rest. They don't want the risk of injury. And so I get it. And they just don't want the the small injuries that you get. You got to play with by this time every year. And this is just too many points. And the Houston Texans believe in themselves. Houston Texans right, aren't just happy to be there. They have a quarterback who's playing like he's been there before and he hasn't. And he's 21 years old. Most people when they're 21 are living with their parents, trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. Or they just got out of college and they just moved back in with their parents, trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. Look at this driven guy at 21. And so C.J. Stroud is incredible, but so is Lamar Jackson. So if Lamar Jackson uh, is fresh and ready to go and plays like he did in week 16, like the MVP, well, then – Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game, but uh, that's too many points. And, and this is in Houston's playing too well. So Ravens win the game 27, 20, but they do not cover. Shout out to Chris Myers, who earlier he's joined me every week, the entire football season. Did I think the first or second game of the year with CJ Stroud and told me 
guy's the best player in the draft. Wait and see, and he nailed yep, it. Yep, he did. Uh, behind me, I have framed jerseys of Jim Brown, Joe Montana, and Fred Bolitnikoff. Uh, I ordered the Baker Mayfield one. Round of applause for me. <laughs> yeah, I've been a Baker guy from day yes, one. You, have. I, you I love have the to, drinkers. Did I have to do with my son going to Oklahoma, who's now the executive producer of this? Yes. It had to do with everything right with Baker. And I wasn't the guy who said, oh, where's this hat on backwards? You know, people don't watch sports say, let's come up with something with the bagels and the cream cheese. And someone said, make fun of him because he wears his hat on backwards. That's when you don't watch sports or have depth in sports. You do that. I've been on also when you're getting old fashion changes. You can't get mad at the youth for their earrings or their hats. So I've been on team Baker for day one. Oh, what did he do? Oh, nothing. He was drafted by Cleveland. The worst franchise maybe ever behind Detroit. Who hasn't won since Martha still be there in the fifties. So Baker did that. Won a playoff game, won a playoff game over the Steelers with Cleveland broke the rookie touchdown record. Then I was at the game where he had the playbook for 24 hours. Remember he beat the Raiders on Thursday night football. You know what the Raiders call that? The Baker Mayfield game. They have games like the Heidi game, Ghost to the Post, Sea of Hands, the Immaculate Deception. They get the Baker Mayfield game. I saw that live, and I sit there, and this is no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo. Women swoon over Jimmy. Yes, they do. Good leader. Not just women. Still wore the captain for the Raiders when he got benched. Yep. The Raiders, and I think they were close for trading up to get C.J. Stroud, and Baker Mayfield was available to be a Raider. A Raider, Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, I thought, would lose the division to former Raider, Derek Carr. I couldn't have been more wrong. I thought New Orleans and Jacksonville were locks. That was my mistake, along with the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get to. And Baker Mayfield's advancing in the playoffs. They're at Detroit. Detroit say it opened five and a half. The Superbook has it six and a half. The Lions at home, it's a different sound of loud. It's a different loud that I haven't heard before. I got the Lions winning that game, and six and a half is a big number. But I'm going to go Detroit to win and cover. I want Baker to win. I'll go Lions 31, Buccaneers 21. Lions win and advance to the NFC Championship. And what did I say early on in the year? Fourth, fifth, sixth week, you didn't agree with me. But I said it was... I said it was seven words you'd never heard on the radio before. Lions are good enough to win the Super Bowl. Are you counting like Mike Francesa when he goes one, two, three, and counts to 50 when he forgets? I just counted with my fingers. Like Miss Angela told me not to do that in first grade. Most of our listeners didn't see that, but our viewers might have saw you counting with your fingers. Yes, I did. Uh, Well, people like to correct the guys on the radio. They love to know something more than they do or catch us saying something wrong, which you're going to do all the time. If we speed it up because I see the clock in my head, but keep going. Oh, okay. Well, I I said the Lions are good enough to win the Super Bowl. You did not agree, but I love the way that they play. And they can run out the clock. They can run out the clock. Hand up, up the middle, hand up, up the middle, like they're Ohio State in 1977. But they get it. They did it to get in the playoffs last year. They're doing it to win games this year at the end. And Jared Goff throwing it when they need a first down and they want to run out the clock. They can run out the clock. I've seen them do it almost every time I've watched them play in the last two years. The Lions are for real. Tampa Bay, can can Baker Mayfield put together? You know, he's playing. He's only played well against good teams. Interesting. He's the opposite of the Miami Dolphins and the opposite of the Dallas Cowboys. He only plays well in the bright, white-hot spotlight that Billy Joel sang about all those years ago was on him. So it's going to be a close game like you mentioned. Lions 31, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27. Lions win, but they don't cover. Uh, San Francisco, which is not San Francisco, it's Santa Clara. You wouldn't know unless yes. you went to a concert there, and they kick you out at 11 at night. So if the Stones are not even to their – if the Stones haven't even gotten to their unbelievable encore, they – they wouldn't be allowed to do it because you have to shut down at 11 o'clock in Santa Clara. Nine and a half, uh, I got to take the pain. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is not Godfather 1 and 2. In the top five, Raging Bull. In the top three, it's Platoon. And the scene that Tom Ber- Berenger says, take the pain. Uh, I have to take the pain. I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I thought I was right. They were undefeated at home. Dak played like a pro bowler. Fact, not fiction. I love their defense. I love their offensive line. I like Micah Parsons. Thought every Mike McCarthy, friend of ours from back in the day, yes. thought it was set up beautifully. What an epic, epic choke job. One of the biggest chokes. They weren't ready to play. Their game plan was exposed. They got bullied and pushed around. Green Bay and Jordan Love punched them in the face and embarrassed them and humiliated them and ran up the score. So give me the heat on the Cowboys. I won't do it again, but I don't think Green Bay has it to go in there against arrested Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, Bosa, all the players that they have. I think the Niners win. The number's too big, nine and a half. I'll go Niners 28. I'll go Green Bay 19. Uh, the Niners, to me, are good enough to get it done. I, let, let me make it closer. Let me go 28-17. Niners win, and they cover the spread, and they steamroll Get to the NFC. They steamroll. Interesting. And and just for the conspiracy theorists, I know I'm saying the Lions are good enough to wear the Super Bowl, and I've got the the Ford shirt on. The Ford family. They they should. Yeah, Ford built tough. I do believe that they should have been a better team over the years since their owners invented invented the car. They had the money (laughs) to bring good players in, but they never cared about their, their little their hobby, their football team. Okay, but we're not talking about the Detroit Lions right now. We are talking about this great game between the San Francisco 49ers. There's 19,000 nuns that belong to the Order of St. Clara. And uh, they're all going to need to be praying for the Green Bay Packers to win this game. And you are right that uh, the Green Bay Packers probably are the team that if there's any team that's happy to be there, it might be the Green Bay Packers. I don't think they're happy to be there. I think they're surprised. I think people who do this for a living and prognosticate are really surprised. Some people thought Jordan Love was the was done after that the, the Green Bay Packers had made a mistake. How great has he been? Always love when there's another great quarterback in the NFL. He's throwing lasers. You don't you don't you're not you don't smell an upset special here. I'm surprised. No, I don't. Normally, coming out of wild card weekend, I don't. I, I usually uh-huh. usually go with the chalk because I think the rested team and the home team is going to be good here. But and, yeah. and I did pick the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to have to go with the San Francisco 49ers because the oh. Irish part of me wants to be right. So I think the San Francisco 49ers win this game. They also might be the best team in the NFL, and they've probably been the best team in the NFL all year with a wink and a nod to the Baltimore Ravens, who might have something to say about that in the Super Bowl when these two teams meet. San Francisco 49ers 31, Green Bay Packers 21. What do you say the spread is? Uh, the spread on that Currently? game is nine and a half. Aha, so the 49ers win and they cover. Yes, they do. Uh, I wa- I'm going to make an executive decision that we're going to give our audience uh, an extra bonus podcast later in the week because okay. I don't want to do it here. The The shot clock is up there. Okay. And there's too much, but I, I think we all agree that 2024 is chaos in media. 
It's at, we're going to do a separate podcast. We okay. are going to take the gloves off, not the white gloves, the boxing gloves off. Okay. We're going to talk about the insanity, which is 2024, because of McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, Kimmel, oh, right. Stephen A., friend of mine and yours, Stephen A., the Jason Whitlock story. What's happening now is worthy, I think you'd agree, of its own separate podcast. The, the amazing thing to me here is with with Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock, it's like Stephen A. Smith is like Princess Diana going after Roseanne. I said, what are you what are you giving her? What are you giving her publicity for? Uh, I, I'm just surprised that Stephen A. even has his name coming out of his mouth because well, Stephen, A is, Stephen A. Yeah. is uh, on a whole different stratosphere. I'm surprised. And we'll tease that for the next podcast because I I hope to see Stephen A. on Radio Row. He joins me at Super Bowls. And what it comes down to in media now is it's a perfect storm. And this will be the tease for that podcast because I've I've been seeing this for a long time. And if you've been listening to the podcast with me on radio, I get I take it personal when people don't pay their dues. I do. And that's never going to change. That doesn't mean I want other people not to be successful. I want everybody to be successful, but I don't like the fact that media now has evolved into people that are sitting in the corner of a radio or TV show and be mocked as clowns. I call them clappers in the background, and we're going to get into that because I think the success of Dan Lebertard and especially McAfee, super successful. They've had unbelievable careers, and they're still going, and McAfee's kind of just starting, but I don't have any respect, none for the people that are involved in shows and don't deserve to be involved in shows because they didn't go on a certain path. But now I'm starting to evolve and realize that the path that I took was very difficult and very hard and hard-earned, and I'm thrilled with my career and what it's given me and my life that it's given me. So I want to get into that on the other side. I think there is an apocalypse going on in 2024 because – we did the podcast through COVID. That's what makes you a good talk show host. The sky is falling. There's an well, well, apocalypse COVID, coming on. COVID got very political, right? So right. what was happening during COVID was people, oh, my God, this president and this candidate, and they're blaming everyone for a disease that killed people. Right. And if, even if we, thought, we, did a, we did a lot of COVID, and we, we took did. it very seriously because I knew friends who were dying from it. Well, um, yeah, we had old people, and I was like, doesn't anyone have any old people in their life? Your parents and my mother? That, uh, that that's the reason why I, I was taking it seriously. I mean, I wasn't thinking about myself. And we found we saw media people who were advancing their careers financially and their platforms were getting bigger because they were mocking the dead yeah. and mocking the sick and mocking the overweight and obese and people who had prior conditions. Oh, nothing's happening here. Nothing to see here. And their career path only got bigger. Weird. But what's happening in sports now is that I think everybody's more thin skinned. Hey, hands up, right? Everybody is more thin-skinned. That's, not, that's been an issue, bud. By the way, there's there's two great moments here. You calling anyone else thin-skinned. And the guy who likes to cut the line at rock concerts, mocking yeah. people who've cut the line. And, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into it in the next podcast. Because I have, I have, I have, my uh, issue on that is a lot bigger because with the McAfee, Bob Iger at Disney. Remember, Bob Iger went into retirement. I owned yeah. his stock. I sold not sold it. I, I was a guy on the phone selling Disney stock as a stockbroker. So I know more than most people on this topic. And Bob oh. Iger came out of retirement to turn Disney around. And when Stephen A works at ESPN is really going off. 
And I love the guy. I, I read his right. book. I think the, and Whitlock's trying to go well, after to him. Yeah, as Whitlock's yeah. trying to go after him for his issues to get his brand to grow. And then you have everything with Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers as Kimmel is a And in both of those situations, JT, and I thought of this as I was driving in the car today thinking about us doing this podcast, and we'll, I'll also bring this up when we do the media podcast, and that is why do I'm surprised that some people punch back. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that, you know, sometimes you look more elite, especially when you already are, if you don't punch back and give the person – who's uh who's not as famous the person in their grandmother's basement or whomever yeah. or the equivalent of that all this publicity and bring bring, bring them up to your level but by mentioning it, their name well that's the point of the next podcast what's happening now is i've always been a mentor right before today I'm, i'll keep his name mm -hmm. off the podcast i was on the phone for an hour an hour with someone who is in our industry is going right. through a tough time mentoring them on how to get through it right well I can't mentor people the same way now that I mentored them 5, 10, 20 years oh, ago. Oh, right. You're or right. my mentors, right? Yeah. Andrew Ashwood, yeah. my book, The Handoff. Because now it is a race. It is a race to get to the top or to be seen in 2024. I blame the consultants and the people that give out the little fake trophies and the awards or your show's ranked this and you're that because they encourage this. If, if, if you want to get to the level of, Dan Patrick, Colin Coward, Jim Rome. I started in that, you know, tree of Jim mm -hmm. and others and great agents and great people around me. It's changed now. You got to yep. be stupid. You got to be angry. You got to be a race baiter. You got to say outrageous you gotta, things. You got to yeah. say outrageous things and you'll be rewarded with that. You got to so punch down. You got to pick on people that can't defend themselves. And I think for us, you know, we do this podcast for fun. We'd like to get the numbers up. And the only way that's going to happen is if everybody hits subscribe and if everybody shares it with their friends and it gets to a certain level, because we think we do a better job than people podcasting now who are boring, who aren't friends, who can't finish everyone's sentence, don't know how to stop when they're getting interrupted. You know, we, we can do things that we've been doing right. forever together. And we think that this platform for us is only going to get bigger and better. But there's a lot that I want to say. There's a lot that I want to say. And I normally know where the barbed wire fence is and the cliff. And I normally won't go over it because I have a wife and kids and I'm right. still going for college. But there are guys 20 years younger than me that might have wife and kids and maybe someday I'll have to pay for college and they don't give a shit. It's, they, they are going ape shit crazy now to try to get higher in their career by following a certain model. And I'm concerned, Tom, about that model going forward. Well, yeah, because I, you and I always believed in manners, Catholic school manners, even though I went to Catholic schools and you went to godless public schools, you still had them. And we, we always thought it was really important not to cross racial lines, orientational lines, trans, trans lines, pick on people for things for which they cannot change. And that doesn't seem to be the rules now. We didn't get the Belichick where he's going to land Harbaugh and right. the Chargers. In 30 seconds. I want Harbaugh with the Chargers. How do you go on an interview if you're Jim Harbaugh and not get the job immediately 10 seconds after the interview? Or Belichick? I know. <laughs> That's a topic for a future podcast. Remember, everybody, subscribe, share on all platforms, and thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Thank you for listening to all 39 minutes and 39 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast, powered by our friends at Bet Online and Modelo. 
Oh, and thank you, Jerry Coleman, because I know you're the only one that listens for all 39 minutes and 39 seconds. Sometimes Michael does. Michael Ryan, the famous author. He wrote a book called Make Your Career Go Boom, Not Bust, Practical Tips to Succeed in an Ever-Changing World. God, that's a long title, but it's a great book. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.